What did I just say? Hey guys, I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. And this and is we're Too, too Drunk, drunk to... <laughs> We agreed last Seriously? <laughs> we said we're, we're too drunk. I know, I know, but I know that your thing is always this. So I No, my drunk. thing's always we're. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yes, huh? We've had Nuh-uh. this conversation. We've done oh, this yeah, every single have. time. <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay, okay. Too drunk uh, to check. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, the carbonite maneuver. Hey guys, future Sarah, just here to say, Corbo might. It's terrible. It was. It, okay, so I guess we should start by saying this episode has like an eight point something on IMDb. It's eight point one. And I don't. Well, like I feel like maybe it accidentally swapped the numbers, and it should be one point eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or three point one. Like maybe, yeah. maybe they just like didn't see the score really yeah. well, and they were like, "Oh, it's got to be an eight because nothing gets a three. Nothing. But- yeah. <laughs> it's oh. I I assume, and I don't I I uh, my only guess is that really big Star Trek fans are the ones that were scoring this because as a person who has never seen it, I never ever want to go through that again. Like we went through it twice. But the like the first time Sarah and I actually did it independently, it might have been more fun if we'd been watching together because we would have been like, oh shit. But then the, the second time Yeah, we had to like convince ourselves to do it again. She was like, Do you think we could just go off the notes? Like <laughs> Maybe we don't have to watch this one again. <laughs> yeah, and that's never happened before. And that is how <laughs> painful it was. We were like, maybe do you want to spend less time getting drunk together? Like wouldn't <laughs> Could we just do that? Could we just fast forward to where we hate this? <laughs> yeah. So, we could have just done a longer episode about how much we hated it, which is what we did with Mud's Women. Yeah. This, this episode was worse than Mud's Women. It w- it's boring, guys. It's not Nothing like... Happened. Yeah. They, it's not like it's um super... Sec- it, it is sexist, but it's not like overtly super sexist. It's not overtly offensive, but it is so boring it is so boring oh my god even my so (laughs) i have a nine-year-old who's almost 10 and at one point she was like is this still happening and then my husband a little bit later like turned around he was like is this the same episode because it's the same stuff happens and over let's begin all right so we start out on the bridge and they're doing like standby to photograph like i think they're mapping like the the section of space yeah they're Uh, they're star mapping yeah yeah and i don't know if we should add beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop to the drinking game but there were so many beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boops while they were doing everything in this episode yeah um and they've been doing this for three days Mm -hmm. i guess because why not? Um, mm-hmm. And something starts coming at them, so they automatically get on the defense and they put Wait, up their. I do. I do oh. want to point out the very opening shots. The camera work is actually something that we haven't quite seen before. It like starts at the top and kind of focuses down on Spock, and then like zooms back out and then goes on to this other guy. And so, like that was kind of interesting. And I'm only pointing this out because again. This episode was so boring. I don't understand why anyone liked it. So I'm assuming maybe they were getting like cool about camera work and maybe it's film geeks that are rating it real high. That's yeah. There was, there was 
like very good options. Like the scoring, even though it was during really boring parts, was pretty good. Yeah, um, it was definitely it, trying to take the place of drama. I think it was like exper- it was experimenting with a lot of things, and yeah. for Carrie and I, none of them worked out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So uh, they they're going on the defensive. Reflectors uh, are at full, but the thing keeps coming at them. And this is like a hurrah that's like relaying this information. She's she's trying to contact it, not getting any responses. And, and uh, she's wearing yellow, which yeah. we hate. We well, hate it, it. I think that actually a few people like felt like they were in the wrong colors in this episode because also yeah. Janice is wearing red. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's always in blue. It was just, it's strange. It felt very out of place. Janice does not look as good in red as she does in blue. And Uhura definitely does not look as good in that color as she does in red. Like It was strange. They took the wrong, they they veered. They veered from a good plan and it did not work. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think you're correct for sure. So they're not getting a response from the ship. The alarm is sounding. And they finally have visual contact with this thing. And it's just like this cube and each side of it's a different color. And it's like turning on its axis. Um, And it's like green and red and white and yellow, I think, or maybe a blue in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like primary colors ish. And it's, it's it's like the, uh, the 60s lights colors. Yeah. They could do before LEDs. That's, that's what it looks like. It's, very almost pastel Yeah, it's very like bright. I think it's supposed to be like a bright light kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not exactly sure. So Spock's like, hey, let's just uh, steer a course around this thing that's here. Uh, so Sulu tries to do that, and you can't because it keeps getting in their way and blocking them. Uh, and it is actually a new character that we've never met before named Bailey who explains this to us, and he. I don't think raises his voice. No, like, he, he does not. In a very normal Star Trek on the bridge voice, he says, it's blocking us. Like, he's a little exasperated. Yeah. But I've I've heard worse from basically everybody on board except for Spock. Yeah. But he then, is not freaked out at all. No. This is not a freak out. He's not being, like, crazy. Yeah, and then Spock says, uh, don't raise your voice, Mr. Baylor. This is no time to raise your voice. Like, he's... He basically tells him to shut up, but like he didn't do anything. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, "Why are you being emotional? Because this is like th- this is nothing to be emotional about. This is, nothing's happening. Why are you being such a crybaby?" It was it was strange. And yeah. then we go to our intro, which is the best part of the whole episode because the intro is really good still. And we have a captain's log, and they're talking about how on the third day of their star mapping, they came across this cube and i i feel like i actually have a lot more notes than you did right here i think you do well because i have the i have that uh kirk says that he was in the sick bay doing like a test yeah like a health okay we're not even there yet so what do you have they have that whole spock is like it is quite unnecessary for you to raise oh i already passed the intro so you're still before the intro then yeah i just didn't care yeah yeah, no. <laughs> and again, this is not Sarah's fault. I I I don't know how we watched this the, the second time. That's how bad it is. Um but so what happens is my note says uh that Spock's like, "Oh, steer around it." And then uh Cube refuses to be steered around. That part. Um and then uh engine stop, all decks alert, and then they call Kirk to the bridge. 
because that happens. And then the star date is 15 or 1512.2. Third day it's star. Yeah, this is the captain's log. Yeah. So on the third day of star mapping, uh, Kirk was in his physical and they came across this cube. Um, So he's in the sick bay and he or med bay whatever it is he's shirtless and he's kicking the 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 blocks that we were talking about in charlie x like the physical blocks i guess they drink. yeah and then you're reading like his readings are up on the wall so we had to drink for that and this is like the only part we really had to drink for because it's the only time anything actually happened yep um and then kirk says you're killing me and finally uh bones is like no you need to keep going a couple more minutes and so he finally finishes his physical i guess and bones asks him if he's winded and he says you're the last one i'd tell even though he just told him yeah that he was killing him yeah and we also what when this is happening bones looks over his shoulder and like there's this big hap happening thing on the bridge and so they did an alarm and so there's like this blinking red rectangle above the door and it, Bones, like, looks over his shoulder and he sees the blinking red rectangle. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, that's when he, I think he says, um, he, he that's when he tells Kirk that he needs to keep going a little bit more. Oh, okay. So, and yeah, then, he's, like, prolonging yeah, it. So, he he saw that, that this was happening. And he did not actually, notify him. Yes. Yeah. So, Spock calls up yeah. and, and Kirk answers the, like, page or whatever. It's a video chat. They're FaceTiming. Yeah, they're FaceTiming. And he FaceTimes Fox, FaceTimes Kirk in yeah. the sick bay. In the sick bay. <laughs> and Kirk says, hey, what is it? And Spock says, you know, it's an object that we've come across in space. And he's like, is it a vessel? And he's like, no, it's more like a device. And so he's like, okay, well, I'll come down and see what's going on down at the bridge. And then he gets yeah. he gets mad at Bones. And he's like, hey, you saw the, the warning light. Like, why didn't you tell me? And then Bones says... A few things here. One, he says, we finally finished a physical. And then, like, as Kirk is, like, stomping out, he's like, what am I, a doctor or a moon shuttle conductor? (laughs) Don't know what that means. I don't. Maybe maybe because he's supposed to be like, am I a doctor or a train conductor? Yeah, but what? But it's the moon shuttle instead of the train. (laughs) Well, but it does, because in the 60s, being a train conductor took a lot of, like, right now there's computers. It's kind of like planes. Like, there's a lot of, like, things that do its own self. But in the 60s, I assume they didn't have such great technology. And so it was actually quite challenging to conduct a train, I'm assuming. And then, like, they were like, well, what? what's kind of like a hard job, but not a doctor job, but would be in space? And they're like, oh, I got it. A moon shuttle conductor. I assume that's Moon how the conversation. Went. Yep. What does what does that have to do with not telling Kirk about the alarm? No, because he, what he's saying is that. So he says that, and then he's like, "If I if I warned everybody about every alarm, I'd I'd be talking to myself." Like he's he's like, "My job is to make sure you get your physical. It's not to tell yeah. you that there's a blinking light on the wall. You can see that probably. If it's a real emergency, they're gonna come get you." He's like, "My job." is a doctor and you gotta finish your physical if i jumped at every light i'd end up talking to myself which i yeah which which he what he said by the way after kirk had left the room and he was talking to himself so it was was pretty good that was actually great i'm pretty sure he's trying to be like my my job is to make sure that you're fit to be captain 
Yeah. It was just so I a... can't let you, like, I can't tell you about the blinking light because maybe you fail your physical and then you're not fit to be captain. It's my and job to tell you yeah. that you could be captain. Yeah. I don't so... know. That's the best we got. This this episode is awful. It's pretty dumb. So there's an all deck alert going on and Kirk is just wandering around shirtless and he calls up to Spock and says like, hey, what's going on in the bridge? And Spock says there's been no changes and Kirk's like, okay, well, I'm going to go get dressed then because he's shirtless. Yeah, he like, he wanders around and then I think he goes into the elevator Yeah, and and he's talking with like a towel around his neck. I think it's a like, shirt. I think he just has his like work shirt wrapped around his neck. Maybe you couldn't was... just put your shirt back on and go up to the bridge because we're in a fucking alarm. He was sweaty. I don't know. It jumps. It goes to Spock on the bridge at that point, and then Bailey's trying to explain that he wasn't scared. He just has something that he, most humans have called an adrenaline gland, and then Spock is just like. Well, that's most inconvenient. You should consider having that removed. Yes. <laughs> then, it sounds most inconvenient. You should consider having that removed. And <laughs> just laughs at him. He's yeah. Like you don't go, you don't go brain to brain with Kirk. Like that's dumb. Yeah, Spock is always going to win. I yeah, meant don't, Spock. don't, don't try to like you. You can't put him in his place because his place is always going to win. His that's place Spock. is winning. That's yeah. it. Spock yeah. winning. Winning. Yes. And then we got some more beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, because they're on the bridge and that's what's happening. Yep. Uh, Kirk enters the room. I, and I just... wrote, Kirk finally has a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> he did put a shirt on and he enters uh-huh. the bridge. And this is actually another like interesting camera angle. Carrie oh. pointed out there's just a guy holding a camera, like walking behind him as he enters the bridge. Yeah. He's like exactly six feet behind him social distancing but he's like walking in with him and that is something that i don't think that they've done before so again props go to what seems like and this is currently sarah and i are going to be gracious i guess we're going to try to think that that's what they were doing is there was so much experimentation in this episode that that's why it gets really high ratings because it was kind of cool but it was also like really we're used to following a person into a room with this very smooth glide. And it was just a dude walking behind as soft as he could. Oh, yeah. It was a not steady cam is what yep. I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking for updates and Ahura hasn't gotten any like signals or anything from this cube. Yeah. Every and... frequency is open as yep. usual because she knows her job. Yep, and Sulu says he's explaining how big it is, and Scotty has a really good line too. He's like, "Beats me, what makes it go?" That it's like how it can track us, any of that stuff. Like, I just beats me, and then he goes, "That's my report." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I wish I knew, but I yeah. absolutely don't. I have and, no um, idea. There's any- my report, sir. Yeah. Anything <laughs> about it? Don't know. Yep. Uh, so Bailey just throws in a suggestion here, and he's like, "Let's just blast it," and Kirk's like. Um, well, I'll keep that in mind when this becomes a democracy, which was pretty funny. I'll give him. Yeah, because obviously he's a dictator. Yeah. That's what we learned from that dictator. It's not. Yeah, it's not a democracy. He's a captain, I guess, yeah. or whatever. So yeah. uh, now we've been there for 18 hours and they're like at a standstill. Nothing's happening between both the ships. So, yeah, it's and a then- captain's log that he's. I mean, they're trying to figure out, yeah, it's Captain, no no habitable planets 
nearby. So they have no idea where this originated from, like why it's there. They've been there for 18 hours. And then Spock has two ideas as to what it could be. They're all like sitting around a table discussing it. Is that the part you're at? Yeah, they're doing like uh, the okay. round table. The round like table the... discussion. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. And Spock says he has two ideas. One of them is that it's some sort of space buoy. And then the other one is. Spoiler fly- alert, he's right. <laughs> yeah, that one's right. But his next one is flypaper. And I'm going to need you to explain that to me. Flypaper? It's a trap. Okay, so that's what he's saying. Is it his other... Okay. Oh my god, he's he's also right. Yeah, oh, it's, it's both things. Yeah. So, so flypaper uh, fly is basically like it lures you in to trap you and kill you. Okay, well... That's what I mean, flypaper yeah. is. Do you not? Do you really not know flypaper? I mean, I know what flypaper is. I you're from Cedro under- Woolley. <laughs> Yes, we had flypaper in my house growing up. I know what it is. I, I didn't understand it as like a like a, a metaphor for a trap. Like I've never heard a trap called flypaper. Actually, that either. That's, that's yeah, I've never weird. heard it in that context. It's always you know just why? Been... Because now we have things like it's a trap. Like we don't it's need a trap. Yeah, we <laughs> we don't need metaphors anymore. Yeah. We're we're past that. We're, we've evolved beyond flypaper. It's a trap. <laughs> or it's a trap. So yep. That's it. And, and because, and that makes more sense as to Kirk's, what he says next. He says, so you don't recommend sticking around. And I don't remember what Spock says necessarily because I'm drunk and I didn't care. But then Kirk decides really that. I could, I could know what's happening. I know. Um, Kirk says it's time for action after whatever Spock says back to him. Oh, so basically what happens at this point. So, yeah, Kirk says it's time for action. Like, we got to do something. And then Bailey's yeah. like, phasers, it's time to go. And then Kirk's like, mm-mm, that is not what I said. And he's yeah. like, Bailey. And then Bailey starts, like, explaining, like, well, I just thought you meant blah, blah, blah. And then Kirk's like. I didn't ask you for your opinion. Ask like for an explanation. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't ask for this. Like, I just, shut up. You're going to do what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. And so then he says what he wants to do, which I didn't write down. And then Bailey does it. But it's like, we're, we're really focusing on how Bailey is a hothead. Like, he's yeah. He's, He's ready head. to go. He's like, let's go. Let's he wants to blast this. some bitches. Yeah. And again, Kirk gets snippy with him. And like the whole time, Uhura, like she might as well just be like staring at her fingernails. She looks yeah. so bored with this conversation because they don't give her any lines. Nope. <laughs> like, nope. So funny? far, Uhura's lines have been, all frequencies are open. Yeah. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. All frequencies are open. Opening. Hailing ship. You've reached the Enterprise. Yeah. Please let me know how I can direct your call. Because why give her any kind of yeah. real role? <laughs> anyway. Maybe later. Maybe remember. <laughs> remember, we, so. we saw this the first entire season of the original series does not pass the bill test. It does not pass it. Not a single episode. When we get into season two, I'm assuming two of the episodes actually pass the test where it's two women having a conversation that doesn't involve a man. Named women. I'm pretty sure they have to have names. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. we're so far away from that right now that her two named is, women in this episode. <laughs> she is filing her fingernails at the table, just waiting for something to happen that like is better than they're talking. And Sulu calls out to all decks and he's like talking about how they're going to pull away. 
And so he's basically notifying everybody of what's going to happen. And they've charted a course for it. And so they go to try and like go around it or back up. They're trying more maneuvers, which I can't imagine they haven't already tried. Yeah. But I guess they're trying it again. They do this a lot. They try something and then they try it four more times until it works. Gotta be sure. Yeah. So it keeps blocking them. Surprise, surprise. Still blocked. Yep. So Kirk says, well, let's just see if it gives way. So I guess they're like now charging it. And there's red lights bleeping and blooping. And there's radiation coming off of it that's increasing. There's intense music. And then uh bailey's like it's still coming and then spock says well the radiation's going up like and it's nearing the tolerance and they go full speed anyway and then like <laughs> the spin it just gets more and more spinny like the the cube as they're getting closer just like this for the record in my notes i wrote cubing intensifies because it's, it's just a spinning cube and it's like they're they're like as actors obviously kind of freaking out but like nothing else is happening. They're just like, oh yeah, this thing, like we're charging. And Spock's like, uh, radiation is still increasing. Radiation yeah, continues a- to increase. Like we know that. And then this the, this thing that's spinning is the only thing that's actually doing anything interesting. And the music I think may- maybe is like getting louder here because they use music to convey drama in this episode a lot. But it does not hit the mark. I'm sorry, all you TOS nerds. It was terrible. Shit, nothing happens. Like, nothing happens. No, oh, it's it's very strange. It's like hard to like kind of comprehend what you're supposed to be feeling intense about because yeah. it's not. There's no so actual the, drama. Yeah, the radiation is at tolerance. They're at warp. They're at warp three. They're 51 meters away and closing, which seems like they should get there really fast. Maybe it's miles. Who knows? But. If they're at warp three, I feel like they would have been through this thing already. Yeah. I don't understand how speed works. But Bailey's kind of getting, like, this crazy look in his eye. You can tell he's, like, a little panicked. And, like, Kirk's also kind of, like, watching him. It's, it's like, a weird, I guess, relationship that they have where he's, like, keeping an eye on him. The radiation surpasses the limit it's supposed to be at. And this is, seriously, guys, this is, like, four minutes. Yeah. It is it's so like- much of this. And the same yeah. words over and over and the same looks, the same camera angles, the same, like, it's yeah. so bad. And then Kirk's like, only a few more seconds, which I wish that were true, but it's not because it takes forever. So Kirk has Bailey lock and fire the phasers finally, which is all Bailey ever wanted. So he does that, but he's like also kind of panicky, like it takes him a second. Um, but then he then he like realizes he's supposed to be doing it and he does it. Everything kind of goes boom and everybody goes, whoa and like it shakes and like everybody kind of like falls forward yeah they show you the lower deck and they're like going from wall to wall yeah they're like whoa whoa other wall oh other wall so much has happened and so we cut to a captain's log where the cube has been destroyed there was minor damage to the vessel which is nice yeah so they they're having a conversation now about if they should continue on yeah, Bones and back. Kirk. They're sitting in. I'm assuming that it's it's got to be it's Kirk's. Spock. No, it's got to be what? Are we? Are we to? No, we're we're with Spock right now. We're not to the Bones part yet. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah then, you're right. So they, there's no contacts or anything else in range. Like there's nothing that they can figure out like where it came from. So they're trying. They're speculating on if 
if they move ahead with they'll find so kirk asks spock and spock says well if we do that logically we'll probably discover the intelligence that sent this probe or this you know buoy space buoy i don't know what to call it cube and buoy like that one yeah he's like there's going to be some sort of intelligence out there and kirk says do you think it's different or better than ours and spock says well it's probably both and so he's kind of like asking Spock what he thinks they should do. And then Kirk says that the mission of the Enterprise is to seek out new life. Like, that's like their whole goal. And then finally, Spock's just like, I feel like it's uh, inefficient for you to ask me for my opinions on things that you've already made up your mind about. And Kirk's just like, well, I like to have the emotional security, which I thought was nice. And then Carrie kind of ruined for me. I'm sorry. I <laughs> ruin a lot of things. But to me, thought it wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, to me, he was like, I, I need the emotional security because he like basically knows that if Spock thinks that something is like logical and that's how you should do it, like that that the statistical right choice, that that's not what humans do. Humans are we're like wild party boys. We we're gonna do whatever the fuck we feel like, Marka. But like, so he asked Spock all the time what what he should do he knows what it is because sometimes you need the logical choice like in this particular instance i kind of think that's where he was like headed to like this is our this is why we're here this is what we're supposed to be doing like this is what we came on this trip for but he already made up his mind he just wants to know like so if i'm looking for the logical choice i'm going to talk to spock about it because he's going to give me the logical choice but if i'm looking for the emotional human thing to do I'm going to talk to Spock about it because then I'll know what not to do because he's, as we've seen a million times, only half human and too logical. So it just, to me, he like that whole conversation is almost speciesist yet again, because he's like, yeah, I, I just keep doing it. It's emotional security, but not in like a, I, I need to feel better because somebody understands and we're making a connection. It's emotional security. And that like, I just need to know that like this alien doesn't agree with me sometimes like I just I need that yeah I that makes sense as well I was hoping it was just like I just like to know you know what my friends think nope and like then yeah okay it's I mean I shouldn't you know what I bet that I bet money that Kirk wouldn't wear a mask (laughs) like oh my god there is no (laughs) chance Kirk would be wearing a mask there's no way logic he would he would like try to talk the virus down yeah he'd be like you don't want me yeah. You don't want humanity. Yeah, COVID. You don't yeah. want humanity. COVID. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Blah. Yeah, so, you're right, though. No. <laughs> and then at this point, Kirk decides that the crew could have done better. And so he sends Spock to, like, do all of these tests and to, like, make sure all these departments are doing things better. Like, and I don't know. Including Bailey. Including Bailey, yes. But he was talking about everyone because yeah. he made, like, engineering do some stuff. It yeah. was just, like, he had, like, a lot of things he wanted done better. Even though nothing, like, implied that anybody on the ship did anything wrong. Except for maybe Bailey hesitated or something. Like there Yeah, was, well. There was nothing at all. And again, we have to remember, this is the Enterprise. This, yeah. this is the Enterprise. Like, these are the humans that we are sending, like... We're not going to send me off to explore the galaxy. It's not going to be me. It's going to be the people who like love it, want to be there, trained for it, 
probably stab their friends in the back to get to it. Like the really motivated people who want to be doing the like the best of the best. We're 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 not going to be sending Carrie drunk into outer space to go find new life forms. I mean, I would Bailey guy probably. Yeah, but yeah, apparently, <laughs> like we probably had. We know our astronauts. I guess that is it's a little bit of a different time because we know that the astronauts now are put through really hard psychological evaluations. They have demanding physical evaluations. Like that, you have to really, really want it. You have to be ready for anything that's going to happen. You train to die. Like it's it's a lot. We're, I'm not going to be there. I'm not. I'm not going to be emotionally crying all over the deck, like the bridge. Like that's not how it happens. So like, it's he like these sending the all these people to like go train more doesn't even make sense to me because they've already fucking done it. They do it in their spare time. They do it for fucking fun because this is their job. This is all they want. They're so motivated. It's the best. I hate it. But in in Rant this over. particular instance, <laughs> Bailey. Bailey did not do any of those things. No, no, <laughs> he, he didn't. Did state, and he in particular needs more training, but he's telling like the whole crew needs more. Like he's basically making the whole crew suffer for the fact that this one shitty guy that he put, which yeah. I talk about later, it was his decision to put him on the bridge. Yep. So really this is all Kirk's fault. He put an inexperienced person out there. Yep. They didn't do great. In and charge. now he's punishing everyone else for it. Yep. Either way. Um, at this is where we kind of have a conversation about that. Bones kind of intercepts Kirk, and they go into the elevator, and they're going I don't know where. And he says go to Kirk's quarters because oh yeah, because that's later. where they have their drink. Yeah. yeah, okay, you're right. So they're going to Kirk's quarters, and they're discussing like that how Bones has bad timing, and he says, "Well, suffering's good for." something or other i don't care it was really dumb but bone says that he's worried about bailey which is what it all boils down to and kirk's like um i don't think you need to be worried he'll cut it yeah but i don't think i don't think bones is worried about bailey so much as he's like worried that kirk shouldn't have promoted him like yeah yeah that's what i mean like he's worried about his his performance yeah he's not he's he's not worried about the person oh god he seems so bummed isn't that terrible He's like, oh, yeah, this guy is fucking not cool, dude. Not cool. This sucks at his yeah. job that you gave him. Yeah. And and then I told you, you shouldn't have given him. I told you. Yeah. Told you he was not ready. And you were like, yeah, dude, he is. It's totally ready. And But I was like, fine. yeah, no. And I was like, no, 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 no. But you gave it to him anyhow. And now he just had like a giant fucking meltdown. So. Yeah. Do you really think that was a good choice? You're going to push him harder? Well, and Bones is saying, like, he basically has this conversation with him about about how he thinks that Kirk's being partial to this kid because he reminds him of, like, a younger version of himself, you know, because he's white and has light hair. Yep. And light uh, eyes. Kind of a dick. Super, super dick. Seems above Uh, himself for goddamn Thor. And he, so this is actually super important to me. I don't know if anyone else is going to care. He says he reminds you of yourself, of you know, maybe like 11 years younger, blah, blah, blah. And I find it like just insane. So like two episodes ago during Miri, whenever that was, the episode with all the kids on the planet that are crazy, there Wherever is a 13 going on 30 year old boy. Yep. And 
I had said that the actor who played him was 11 years younger than Kirk. So that means that this yeah. character, Bailey, who works on a fucking Starfleet ship, yep. would be the same age as the actor who played a child who hadn't gone through puberty yet yeah. two episodes earlier. Prepubescent. This child was... Because <laughs> if you hit puberty, which that man obviously had hit puberty... Yes. But if you hit puberty, you got this disease and died. So he was 11 years younger. He had not hit puberty. But somehow, he is the same age as the... Or maybe they're just trying to pretend that Kirk is really young. It's like the, the actor's age. I think the actor was just playing somebody who was supposed to be far younger than he was. Yeah. It's just like, it's just fascinating to me that they can have that kind of like despair. Like it doesn't... Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> The actual like it, person who's like eleven years younger and oh yeah, he was not a child. That's uh -uh. kind of where I'm at because we had said he's like he's thirteen going on thirty. Like yeah, and I think he, he was, actually might have been a thirty year old. Yeah, it was. It there's they, they make a lot of assumptions in the show that you just have to agree with. Just yeah. be cool with it. They tell they told us that he hadn't gone through puberty, and I guess we're gonna believe it. Or I guess there's the strong possibility that Bailey's balls haven't dropped yet, and they just never will. <laughs> They're just not going to. They're just he's, not going to. They're stuck up inside him. He's the worst. <laughs> Either way, uh, we go to Kirk and Bones, and they're drinking. Keep arguing they, is what I have. <laughs> yeah, they they're continuing their conversation. And they have these awesome shot glasses that I really want. They're like a little tiny bowl on top, on like a on top of a blue pyramid of glass. <laughs> like like when I've had um, really fancy drinks in Seattle where they use like actual egg whites, and it's like that kind of like soft short bowl, but then the bottom is I think they're like hexagons, and they're just blue glass that goes straight down there as the stand. It is they're. Really, I I would knock them over. We'd break them. Wait, but fast. I still want them. That's fair. But we would definitely yeah. destroy those <laughs> things because they do not look stable to me. I mean, they look fine, but not us fine. Not not for us. A not, plastic version of it would be good. Those 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 aren't real. Those don't exist, Sarah. Aww. They're not. I'm sorry. Continue. We can help now that I broke apart. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, so Spock calls and says that the exercise rating was at 94% and Kirk says he wants 100. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants 100. Really fucking good. Yeah. Well, that's what Bones thinks too. Because he asks, what were you going to do with that other 6%? And Kirk goes, I'll tell you what I'll do with it. And then fucking the stupid, not the stupidest thing of the episode, no. the second stupidest thing of the fucking episode happens. <laughs> Janice walks in. One. Wearing a red dress doesn't huh? make sense. Two, like pushing a little cart with food on it. Then she like stops and she like pulls her little salad out and she like sets it down in front of Kirk and puts like a napkin no. on so, him. And like, yeah, there's, there's like, like a thing over top of it. And she like takes it off the tray and she puts it down in front of him and she lays it out. It's like a placemat. And then she puts the salad down and takes the lid off. I hate it. Mad. Yeah, it was terrible. So he's really mad about what is on his plate. She was like, you just, you ha you need to eat. Like, you need to keep, you, you have to eat because you're the captain. You need food. You have to eat healthy. Yeah. And so he looks at it and he's like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's a salad. But uh, he calls it dietary salad. 
she calls it that. Yeah, it's your dietary <laughs> salad. Dietary salad. And he's he's just like, um, what? Why am I getting this garbage? And then Bones is like, well, you have a few extra pounds. Like you're a yeah. little fatty, boomalad. He basically just body shames him. Yeah, <laughs> For, like no reason. He's just, yeah. I, I think that Bones hates Kirk. I, I'm starting to well, like I don't blame him. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that all checks out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's like, he's like, just like, oh my god, I have to eat a salad. And then James is like, well, if you don't like it, I can, you know, I'll go get you something else. And so he, she's, he's like, no, nah, whatever, it's fine. And so she leaves and he's, he's like, I'm going to punch whatever crew, whatever thingy. The people who make the crew. Like, if I punk. can get my hands on whoever gave me a female Yao Min. Yeah. <sighs> what? Which is yeah, because, I don't like so it. She's she's mothering you because she's a woman. Is that what is With happening? Her decision. He should be mad at Bones, who told her to change Kirk's diet. Yeah, like and she, as a Yalman in a place of actual authority, would never be hand delivering a meal to yeah. the captain. There's no fucking way. But because also, it was like, played by a woman, they that's the route they went. They were like, oh yeah, I bet you. Um, I the, think the other thing, like. She has to take orders from Bones. From what I understand, like, medical officers rank pretty fucking high. I've seen other seasons of Star Trek. Like, she has to listen to him. Why is Kirk mad at her regard? Like, she shouldn't be doing it, one. But why is he mad at her? Like, Because she's a woman. I I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's it's a thing to be mad about, which I'm mad about it. It's so stupid. Why have this, like, king officer serve the food? Like, it's the fucking captain. You can't get someone from the kitchen. That's what someone from the yeah. kitchen is going to do that. She, God she, damn it. So I don't know. What is a Yaoman? Should we look it up? Because she was also delivering food to Sulu. I can't talk today. She was delivering food to Sulu in the first episode we saw her in. All right. I'm going to look it Charlie up. With Charlie X. Maybe we're wrong. I always yeah. Do. I don't know what a Yaoman is. Yaoman. I don't have my phone, so this is all on you. I got it. I'm Yaoman. A man holding and cultivating a small landed estate, a servant in a royal or noble household, ranking between a sergeant and a groom or squire and page. So a yeoman is, it's like almost like a military servant. Yes. Okay. A person qualified for certain duties and rights, such as to serve on juries and vote for the knight of the shire by virtue of possessing free land. Of an annual value of forty shillings. I I hope that was help to this. It's not, this doesn't actually we make got, any sense. We got the part where I'm just going to go with like some some level of military oh, servant. This will probably help more. It is a petty officer concerned with signaling in the British Royal Navy. So I guess it's it's a petty officer in the U.S. Navy or Coast Guard performing clerical duties on board ship. Clerical duties, not necessarily servant duties. Yeah, but no. she was I most of my jobs are quote unquote clerical duties. I am never yeah. going to bring food into my boss's quarters and then just stand there and be abused as he yells at me about them. That's not a clerical yeah, duty. About, about your salad that you that he has to eat. Yeah. It's it's really dumb, but he, he makes this comment and then Bone says, What's the problem? You don't trust yourself? And then he says the most problematic line possibly of this episode but there's a few bad ones he says 
Um, I already have a female to worry about, and her name is the Enterprise. Yeah. I don't want to be bothered with this one who clearly... I don't need another female. Yeah, to worry about. I got I got, I got, got enough bitches on my plate. I don't need yeah, this one. 90, he's got 99 problems and a bitch is already one of them. Yowman ain't one. Yowman ain't one. It's terrible. I it is. And this so, record also, I want to point out, this is actually one of the most interesting scenes of the show. Only because things are happening and there's people yeah. in it and it's action. It's frustrating. I think, I feel like it gets interesting when we get mad at it. <laughs> and we got what a Yaoman was kind of, not really. I didn't, I didn't have, I, I thought it was like the, I mean, I guess now it seems like it's the captain's bitch boy is what it's supposed yeah. to be. But then they gave the captain's like secretary to a woman position instead of a boy position. And so that's why it's, hard for him because he wants somebody he can just yell at all the time but it's a lady i just don't get it okay yeah let's continue this is terrible all right it's so dumb okay okay sulu calls and he says all decks to battle stations this is not a drill and battle crew at ready yep so they are like all getting back to the bridge and i guess spock says something about charging the object like or there's picked up a new object is what it is they like they found a new one and like you look at the screen yeah it's a large object a larger a object. larger object <laughs> it's a charger they don't have a charger object <laughs> charger object charger charger object i can't read my handwriting but they picked up this new object and it like you stare at the screen for like two There's seconds no visual forever and then something comes in and it's a circle this time yep and it goes circle yeah they're getting readings that first that were like oh it's similar to the cube but it's larger and they're gonna prepare for evasive action and half speed yeah and it ends up being yeah this giant sphere that just like comes in and takes up their whole screen and it's like covered in these little domes all over it and it's real real big uh they say it's about a mile in diameter but then spock says it's too big for his like readings to pick up yeah it's real stupid like you fucking you every <laughs> episode way bigger than that. every fucking episode he tells us exactly how do you remember when we found uh replicate earth? earth yeah <laughs> in miri like we saw a whole other earth and they'd never seen that planet before ever there was no data on it and they were just like yeah this and he is knew it was earth. exactly how big it is exactly everything about it but for some reason he can't figure it out he's like i don't i don't i don't know how big this is it's ah, it's out of there it's probably real big i don't know <laughs> But Spock does say, like, it's fascinating. It's a great, this is a fascinating discovery that they've made. Uh, it fills up the the whole screen, and then um, Uhura hails it. And then Kirk's just like, hey, guys, like, to this big ship out there. But the, he doesn't get any reply. Hey, buddies. Yeah, guys, guys. And then Bailey starts getting a message, and they start playing this message over like the speakers so everyone can hear and it's some guy named Baylock and he's talking and he's like you're trespassing and you have shown that you're primitive and savage and not peaceful by destroying our warning buoy that we put out for you and Kirk responds and he's just like he's like we're not friends we're we're 
you guys suck. Yeah, you've said you're not peaceful. Yeah. Like, that's what I got from it. And Kirk's just like, well, we didn't know that that's what was happening. And he's, like, trying to explain. And suddenly... Yeah, like, like, your warning buoy sucked. It didn't give us a warning. It just was a buoy <laughs> that wouldn't get out yeah. of our way at all. Yeah. Like... There's a bunch of static and... They're, they're like getting probed and they say like the slightest hostile move and you will be destroyed. So they start like the ship that's taking over them and probing them starts shutting off some of the systems and Spock's just like, this is absolutely fascinating how they're doing this. It's also like accessing their logs and everything. Yep. Uh, so they have a recorder marker, which is like a device that has like the information from this log, like this trip on it. Yeah, it's like, and Kirk it's, asks, it's like recording what, this other thing is recording and everything they've done so far it's that's the recorder marker it's like just a moment in yeah. time of everything that's happened it's like the black box of the spaceship yeah. kind of yeah and so uh kirk says like dispatch the the recorder marker so that we can so if there's any other earth ships around here they'll they'll have a warning that we didn't get and so Bailey kind of hesitates and then he finally does it and he dispatches this thing and then it immediately gets destroyed and then and then Baylock comes back on and he's like, we've just, we destroyed your recorder marker. We did that. Uh, and by the way, you're going to die in 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so if you got a God or gods or whatever, you guys seem like pretty evolved and uh, you're not that evolved, but you seem okay. -ish. So if you got to make some peas, you got 10 minutes. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. Make peace with your God, because I'm going to kill you. So Spock tries to see what he's looking like. He's trying to get a visual on the alien on the ship. Bones enters the room with Scotty, and he says that that message was sent all over the ship, so everybody heard it. And Kirk's like, okay, well, I got to go ahead and, like, try and talk everybody up. And so he gives, like, this little speech. It's terrible. About how, yeah, he's like, if this is intelligent life, like then they're going to be intelligent enough not to just kill us right off the bat. Yeah, like, guys, we're, we're old hat at this. Like, don't worry about it. I bet you will be fine. Don't yeah. raise your gods. Keep doing your job. This is, it's, it's your job. Everything's fine. We're cool. We're cool. And he's like, eventually, I'm just going to, I'll take care of this. I'll talk him down. And so then he hails Spalock again. And he's like, so I am the captain of this ship. And I just was going to let you know that we're like going to leave now. We're going to bounce. Yeah. And then like, there's like this really loud, like humming noise. It gets louder and louder and louder. And uh, he's like, set a course ahead, Mr. Bailey. And then like Bailey kind of like panics and like Sulu leans over and hits some buttons. Like, I think he's kind of like trying to help out because Bailey's not doing his job. And at this time, Spock has now got their first visual on alien that they're trying to figure out and he's like this ghostly like i guess like vampire looking guy but he's all warbly and his mouth's like barbly moving he like, looks like he looks like the very stereotypical little green man yeah he's got but he's like, not green he's got Just, a i think he's a, he's like gray green he's yeah. got like an elongated head and sunken cheekbones and not black eyes like we always see in like normal aliens. They're these green and yeah. black things that just move back and forth weirdly. Yeah. And like my very first thought when I saw this was like, this is some Wizard of Oz shit. Like there's no way that he is the wizard. Like no. something's going on here. That was like, like it's it's pretty obvious from the start that that's not what this alien looks yeah. like. It's and. And then Balak says that you're wasting your time and effort, like, trying to look at me. So you have eight Earth minutes left. And Spock was 
just he's like i'm just curious i just wanted to know and then bailey kind of like freaks out at this point he's like i don't get it you're all out of your minds and like like, i don't know what do you know what triggered his freak out well because i I think so this whole time sulu has been sort of counting down the time because that's like his job he's just been like uh, we've got seven minutes left. Like it's, you know, no big deal. Just there's in case you're keeping count seven minutes. And so I think Sulu says that they have a certain amount of minutes left. And that's, he's like, what the hell? We're all going to die. Why are you guys being all cool about it? This is it. You just not, you don't even care. We're all going to die. Yeah. And this is like, it's like a very, I just want to point out, they've already talked about how much he's like Kirk. This is a very Kirk like freak out. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what he did in like the enemy within. Yeah, it's so like, This is my ship. It's <laughs> so dramatic and over the top. It doesn't make any sense no. because he's just having like this little random breakdown even though again, in order to be on the Star Trek Enterprise, you have been through training. Ugh. Yeah. I think the I think what this is is that he wasn't ready. Just like Bones told kirk he's not ready to be on and but kirk put him there and just like bones Uh, told kirk and then told kirk again that he was wrong to make that choice yeah because he's obviously freaking the fuck out right now and so kirk is like bailey you're relieved and so bones escorts him back to his quarters and then kirk decides to do a shift to ship and he's trying to explain further he's like you if you've read our logs like you know what happened you know that like there was radiation uh, that's poisonous to like us as humans like you you should understand like this was all an accident and then Balok comes in and there's like that really loud buzzing sound and he's like seven minutes <laughs> like he's yeah. just like not not having any sort of explanation nope. and so we go to Sulu counting down more and he's like four minutes and 30 seconds it kind of like cuts the scene because I, I don't know why they didn't just leave us there repeating everything for the last three minutes like they have been for the last five minutes. But Terrible. Whatever. So four minutes and 30 seconds left. And Scotty says that Sulu has an annoying way of counting down the time. And Kirk and Spock are kind of walking through discussing their options. And he's trying to he's like, there there must be something like I missed. I don't get it. And Spock says, well, it's like chess once you're outmatched and the the game is over yeah, and that's checkmate, checkmate bitch checkmate he's like that's the best you've got and Spock's just like sorry bro that's where I'm at like we're all gonna die and so Bones comes in and basically just like they're gonna die in four minutes so you might as well get your I told you so's out and he's just like I fucking told you so about Bailey by the way yeah and it is Kirk's like, no this is so inappropriate I don't care <laughs> I'm mad about this one because they are not. four minutes from death, and they all are very comfortable with it. And Bones just like, like that was a really shitty choice, right? And Kirk's like, yeah, obviously that was the whatever. Shut up! Like, why are we even talking about this? And Bones is like, yeah, but like you're you were really wrong. Like you were so fucking wrong. I told you not to do that, and they did it anyhow. Like, dude, you have four minutes to live, and this is where you're spending your time. It's just being like petty to kirk who is very petty himself Dude, if i had four minutes left and i was right and kirk was wrong i would fucking rub it you're in his face. wrong you're wrong you're wrong kirk wrong guess who's wrong it's kirk kirk can suck my butt like <laughs> fuck kirk. kirk that's exactly what <laughs> i would 100 percent do what bones did maybe instead of just writing yeah, beaker full of death 
the unfortunate could just write a song that's like, suck my butt, beaker full of death. <laughs> it was wrong. Beaker full of death. Wrong, suck my butt. Like, why limit it to one episode? Like that's I feel like I, if it's if we're gonna put suck my butt in there, then it it almost feels like it's more of a dude to mana song. Oh, that's fair. Hey Rob. Yeah. <laughs> suck my butt is definitely more dude to mana though. Yeah. Right. So either way, um, where are we even? I gotta look I at my notes know. again. Oh, okay. So uh Bones oh. told Kirk I told you so. Yeah, being petty. And petty. Yeah, and then Kirk yells something. He's like, I like you just want me to call your bluff. And he's like really mad. But then he like gets an idea. It's like a light bulb above his head. And they get an announcement that's like three minutes from from Baylock. And three minutes. he's like, I guess there's no time to argue. And then he looks at Spock and he says, It's not chess, Mr. Spock, it's poker. And then he does the ship to ship and he's like, Hey, with respect to you as another life form we're here to give you we're gonna we have to give you this warning before you destroy our ship like you won't find this anywhere in our records but uh our our ship it was built with something in it called carbonite and it's right. well, carbomite carbomite yeah carbomite. Carbomite. yeah something like that yeah and it's on that's what uh, the title of the episode is Corbomite. Yeah, the Corbom Corbomite remove maneuver. It's hard to say. I yep. don't like it. I don't care for anyway, it. So uh he basically says, like, if you destroy our ship, that this substance that's built into it will will in turn destroy you. And he's like, Death has little meaning to us as humans. Uh, and if it has none to you, then you just need to attack now. We're getting annoyed with waiting. Then they like hang up. And Spock's like, well played. He, he's like, I regret not knowing more about this Balak character because he reminds me of my father. And then Scotty says, heaven help your mother. And he's like, this, this I don't get yeah. because like we have history that they, they did not have a good relationship. But Spock says, on the contrary, uh, she felt most fortunate for an Earth woman. And like, this also makes me wonder, do you think this episode was like filmed out of order somehow? No. Nope. Or maybe like, nope. was like a prior thing? Well, nope. because like everybody was in the wrong colors and like the star date's way, way off. I know. I mean, those are all Val. Maybe they did that, but we know that the next one, the next two that we're going to see, that's like the pilot smashed up. The menagerie. Menagerie is like the cage. Yeah, those that that's what is like the pilot, but they like remix. It was like a they remix it to make it better. So I don't. Yeah. Maybe it was like supposed to be. You know, what probably happened. They recorded it and they were like, "This is fucking garbage. We can't hear this yet. Nobody cares. We are not established enough to." have this boring, boring shit. Yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> and so maybe like they, it was one of the earlier ones and then and then they were like, oh shit, no, we, we, we got to put this later, guys. We got to get a little established first because this is stupid. I think that's a fair theory, Sarah, actually. I like that one. It just feels not because like and like it almost feels like it was written before they had much of a backstory for spock because like he very openly said like his mother like lived in a loveless marriage and that like, he never told her he loved her. yeah and like he was he was openly weeping while yeah he was like sad drunk. about that yeah he yeah. was really sad about it drunk. i don't yeah. know maybe so, maybe he also believes that she was really happy because she did choose this person without emotions to love maybe that was her jam i don't know maybe i don't know 
I don't know either. So Kirk and Bones kind of make up. They're just like, sorry, bro. The other one's like, sorry, bro. And then like pat each other on the shoulders. And Sulu says they've got one minute left. And Bailey walks back onto the bridge. And he's just like, um, I can I go back to my thing? Can we all, cause we're all going to die together? And they, they have 30 seconds left. If anyone's interested, that's Sulu yeah. who jumps in there. He's like, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, just in so, case you're curious, we have 30 seconds yeah. left. <laughs> so ba- Bailey wants to return to his post. And, and like Bones gives this weird smile. And Kirk gives a weird smile. And then Kirk's like, permission granted. And he goes and he sits down. And then nothing happens. And there's like these annoying beeps forever. And then like. Kirk gives a big sigh and it's like like obviously I don't know what's going like I guess we're just waiting 20 seconds with nothing happening and then Fox says very interesting this game of poker and then Bone says I'd love to teach it to you someday and Baylock says that they've delayed oh I, there was a countdown in there uh yeah Sulu this is a countdown and but nothing happened yeah it hit zero yeah. and then there it's just awkward silence for like four seconds and then they had a poker talk yeah and so that all happens and then Balak says well we've delayed the destruction but only until you can come up with uh, proof that this Corviknight like exists and that it's in your ship and Kirk's like eh, no I'm not gonna give that to you and th- so they establish visual contact again and you get the warbly face and then he's just like well we're gonna Okay, then then this something really strange happens here. Janice just like walks in with coffee for no reason. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, yeah. like and he's like, the power is out. How'd you get coffee? And she's like, Oh, I warmed it up with the phasers. And she like pours Kirk a cup of coffee and hands it to him. And guys, no shit. That's it. Like yeah. that was the scene. She just walks in with phaser coffee, pours Kirk a cup, and then she's like, just like she like interrupts people pushes people out of the way to like give your him a- theory that this is like an earlier episode is making like more and more <sighs> sense now because janice is only serving kirk as like a like sir your coffee like definitely like a secretarial and that's not how she is earlier yeah, at like all she was on like the planet helping out with the kids and like yeah it just yeah just yeah it, it is it is um i'm not i mean it is offensive I know that there's probably uh, people that would listen to this and be like, that's not offensive to serve coffee, but having your only role in a TV show be serving some dude is pretty terrible when you're like, like important enough to have, she's the only yeoman. She's it. Yeah. She's it. She's got an important enough title that she's the one that gets it. And all she does is heat up coffee for him with a phaser because she just really thought he could use some coffee and, and then she leaves and that's it. I don't even I it just it boggles my mind. It's not a necessary scene. No, nope. like and everyone looks confused. <laughs> like and yep. like all of the crew's like, "What's Janice doing here?" Can yeah, me- like she opens the door and gives the coffee, and then she walks away, and that's there's nothing. Yeah, it is in no way, shape, or form important at all. And then and then Balak says that, the, that he's gonna like like Balak allowed this intrusion. And then he's like, oh, so I'm going to demonstrate that we're better than you by sending over this smaller ship. um, And we're going to take you to this planet so that we can um, get you guys interned. And then, like, we're going to destroy your ship safely away. And so, like, they get, like, pulled into this tractor beam by this little tiny ship. Yeah, he's like, you guys, 
you guys don't want to see, like, you you can be alive. Um, we're going to tow you to another planet, and we're going to throw you off on the planet where you, I know you can survive, but your ship is fucked. That's my prize, is your ship. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to blow it up still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to destroy the ship. That's all I'm I gonna know. I'm going to blow it up. Y'all can live, I guess, or whatever, but uh, I'm I'm just going to, we're going to tow you away to this place. Um, So buckle in. It's towing time. He is, they're, they're being towed away and it breaks through to this captain's log. And he's like talking about how the enterprise is in tow and no assistance was offered to them, which I don't get what assistance this person who is like kidnapping them basically would offer, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they're attempting an escape. And so this 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 whole scene is like it's seriously like eight minutes long. I swear to you. It's so it's long. Awful. But it's literally the exact same thing happens three times. It just gets more intense each we time with a different word in the middle. Forward, we fast forwarded through this. We watched it the yeah. first time because there's the only the only good thing that happens is that they're like yelling things back and forth and at some point the yeah. Star Trek Enterprise it like starts shaking and so Spock grabs onto the console and starts shaking himself and that's He's like the oh. and then Bones does it and that's the only reason to watch that whole scene and then like fast forward like five minutes the way bones does it is so funny though he's like leaning back with his hand like one hand on each side and like and his like his like heads down and he's just like he gets real seizure like (laughs) it's uh, it's it's so i mean that part we did I, I had seen that the first time watching through and I was like, oh my God, this is the only thing I've been interested in this whole time. And so I made Sarah watch out yeah. for it. And she was like, well, I'm just going to like, we'll just watch it once and we're just going <laughs> to fast forward because this is terrible. And I was like, well, that's fine. As long as the first time we get to see that because see like, that. that was important to me. And so Spock's got one hand on the console and he's like pushing himself up and down yeah. like, oh, shaky. <laughs> but And then everybody's just in their chairs like, hanging out like nobody's doing anything else they're all like these slightly two... shaking it looks like yeah. everybody's had like just a little too much coffee and so like their feet are shaking and they're they're yeah. just like a little bit jumpy like, yeah except for the two dudes like, standing up like, they're like yeah really into it like they're vibrating um the director but... had a thing to do with that somebody <laughs> directed that on yeah. purpose to look like that act like it's shaky uh and then they do show like the lower decks where everybody is like flying from one side of the so here's why everybody's shaking on the enterprise guys because we didn't really explain that yeah so we have they're they're trying an escape attempt so they are like i guess powering up their engines but they don't really explain why and so he's like okay engage and then they flip a switch and literally nothing happens but everybody starts shaking and there's all these beeping and it like beeps forever and he and then sulu says there's strain on the engines and they're overloading they they do that's they do kind of explain like that's what they're trying to do they're trying like so they're being towed but they're hoping that if they turn their engines on, they can, like, drain enough power from this thing trying to pull them. Like, if they could be, like, counteracting that and this thing's pulling them, that it's going to strain their engines. And so they yeah. keep hoping that if they're putting enough energy into it, that this other 
tow truck thing has to put even more energy in and eventually they can overload their engines which is stupid because we just learned that apparently you can go way over your engine load and still be fine because we just did it like, did it yeah 20 minutes and, ago and now they're doing it again yeah. so uh that's the very put first... in reverse it's fine yeah this is the very first round of the beep boop beep boop beep boop everybody's shaking everything's happening and then we're going to rinse and repeat. So what happens now is at the beginning of this round, he says, sheer away, Mr. Bailey. And we're going to repeat. It's like kind of like when you're singing the hymns in church and you have the little thing oh. that says you have to go back and repeat that one part. We're, we're doing that. So we've we've sang a new part and we're going to go back and do the bridge. And then we're going to sing a new part. And we're going to go back and do the bridge. So Yeah, but then eventually you just get to the part where you just keep singing the chorus over and over and over again <laughs> at the end of the song. Yeah. <laughs> so he's sheared away and we go through the rounds of all the beeps and everybody's shaking and then we get information from spock saying like she's gonna blow soon and then we go through and we repeat again because they're still trying and they're still trying and now this time like five minutes later he says now sulu and the beeps get louder and the shakes get higher and everything's getting way more intense and we go through it just one more time this is the last time and then they've broken free, guys. And they sheared. They sheared. They sheared and, they, and they and they got away. I either either way. So now the engines they definitely need work. Um, all sorts of bad things have happened to them. Well, to get and away. so when they sheared, the other ship had overdone itself so much that it like yeah it trying to blow up, to but tow. yeah, but it, it definitely it it actually did push itself too hard and it's it's much darker than it was before i think it's hot of power yeah it's and so at this point we've broken free and they ask like can we stay here and work on our engines and spock says well that's not wise and then they get a signal from baylock saying like it's basically like an sos saying that his engines are out um that he's growing weak and like they're not getting anything from like the mother ship thing that they just left behind the really big circle thing that this little ship came off of and so um he decides that kirk decides that they're going to answer this sos call from balok which i don't think is like a great idea considering everything but i guess it works out yeah <laughs> like, i mean it does but it's still it's really stupid this dude has had nothing but malicious intents for them so he's just yeah. like they also they also call it a first federation vessel is in distress is that like something i should know what it is is that like a part yeah that's that is how balok introduces his vessel okay part of the first federation federation okay i missed that originally okay so kirk says like this is our job this is why we're here is to seek out new life and like we're not going to just let this person die like that's not what we do and for once i agree with him that is yeah that's a tng move right there so they are going to go check on him and he decides to take bones in case balak needs assistance and then he for some reason decides to take bailey who has really failed us so many times it's ridiculous but yeah and so they go to scotty to beam down Spock also at this point he's like, um, I, I want to go, and Kirk's like, uh, no, yeah, this you need is to probably a trap, and I need you here just in case. 
I mean, it could be not a trap, but it seems pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. This is a trap. So I'm going to go. I'm going to take this guy that uh, has never been in the show before, who who means nothing to any of us. Uh, we're, we're yeah we're, we're gonna go down me me and this captain bailey we're, we're headed you stay here bones is coming yeah bones don't worry just about it yeah. if i die you're the captain now yes and so they go to beam down and scotty's explaining the planet and he says it's got a slightly higher oxygen content than our earth oh and like actually there was this weird comment that kirk made sorry guys i just need to say it because like he picks bailey and then he says to bailey i owe you a looking at and i don't know what that means phone says that oh kirk says that i owe you a look at like i don't know if it's like i I owe you a second chance like what i think that's probably what it is because the fact that he came back onto the bridge after he had his emotional breakdown Probably in Kirk's world, instead of him taking some time to process everything that happened, the fact that he bucked up, he manned up, went back to his job, maybe he's like, I see something in you. I owe you a second look at. What I see, though, is somebody who disobeyed a direct order, which was to leave the bridge. Like, I I, I feel like <laughs> Kirk is a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing makes sense. Yeah, you can he, only uh, yeah, chaos. I, I I like really. There is no way that if that guy had had that like huge breakdown when he was supposed to do his job and had been like argumentative, disobeying the captain a bunch of times, there's no way he should have been back on the bridge. Yeah, I don't know why Kirk was like cool. We're cool, except for um, he, he just wanted to be right. Bones said, you see yourself in that dumbass. Yeah. And so maybe him being like, I owe you a second look at is him being like, I wish I hadn't have been so stupid when I was your age. Yes. I don't know. It's, it's, it doesn't it's, make any sense. No, it's fucking weird. So now they're with Scotty and they're going to beam down. And he says, it's got a slightly higher oxygen content than our, um, our own on earth. And he says, bend low. It's going to get pretty cramped down there, which I, I guess they know. So like they go to enter, they go to beam down and they're all like squatting down. Yeah, they're hunched. It's really awkward looking. Yep. Um, but when they get beamed on board, it's because everything on this ship is super short. Like it's all probably instead of being like, seven feet it's all more like five feet like so they're they're all like ducked down like going under things and they go into what looks like it's supposed to be kind of like the helm area and they see like a, the dummy of which by the way i called it in my notes when i said wizard of oz question mark it's like the yeah. the dummy that they were seeing in the video it's it's yeah. like the alien monster thing it's the puppet yeah it's, it's the, the puppet, puppet. And then speaking of the Wizard of Oz, we get this voice that sounds like the problematic munchkins in the Wizard of Oz. He's like, hi, Daylock. Like, welcome aboard. Hi, Daylock. Yeah, welcome aboard. And it shows him and he's like this little tiny child that's completely bald with like fake bushy eyebrows. It's probably in real life like, uh, I would say, so the child had clearly lost their baby teeth. It got their their adult teeth were front teeth were just starting to come in, so like seven ish. Yeah, but they had made it bald, 
with giant bushy eyebrows. Strange. And then, and like it was, it was talking, but then it was like a voiceover for the Munchkin voice that they've given, and it wasn't a Munchkin voice the whole time. It was just like that very first, like I'm Baylock. Like it was so. Like, welcome aboard. Yeah. Hi, Baylock. Hi, Baylock. Yeah. I it was even... leprechaun Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. And so, like, Baylock basically knows everything. And so, and this is how we know that is because Kirk says, hi, I'm Captain Kirk. And then and then he goes, and that's McCoy. And that's Bailey. But he looks at the wrong people, as Carrie yep. pointed out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so oh, we... yeah, that's that's McCoy. That's Bailey. But he's he's not looking at either of them. No, it's he not... doesn't do it it's right. Wrong. And then he's like, you must have a million questions, so let's drink. And he, he brings up this drink called Tron Yak. And it seriously, yeah. it looked like vegetable stock to me. It was like brown and cloudy. Like, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I thought it was more mango colored. Like, I think uh, it was like a like a fruit juice, but not like a good one. It was that I would not have drank it. Like, there's... No, I wouldn't have. And especially since this guy's been trying to kill you the whole time, and now you suddenly trust him. And in the background there's just like it's like pink and purple and blue and it's like super wavy and bright and it's a very strange spaceship that they're on and he kind of starts explaining that the dummy that they passed that was like his the dr jekyll to his mr hyde so like he was he was testing them and he's like it's been like a pleasure testing you and he's like why did you need to test us like you had access to like our memory banks and I guess Balak was like, yeah, but that could have been like some sort of ploy. I don't remember if it was Bailey or Bones, but someone asked like where his crew is. Yeah, just... It doesn't matter. It's stupid. Yeah, he does like this ridiculous over the top laugh. It's like, oh, <laughs> like in Princess Bride, the dude whose name I can remember, like, <laughs> the Sicilian. Yeah. 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 It, it's that laugh. It's yeah. so. When death is on the line. (laughs) It's it's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's like, I don't have a crew. Like I run it all, but I I will say it gets kind of lonely and I miss company. And so he's, he basically offers like this exchange of information and culture for some time with like one of their officers. And then Bailey gets this like big goofy smile on his face and is basically just like, I'll stay here and do it. And it's like all just like, like, how do you just suddenly trust this thing that put you through, like, this horrible psychological... It's like... so stupid. Oh, so, he says... So, Kirk says to him, he's like, you know, I think that this is great. We'll we'll both learn a lot, and I'll get a better officer out of it. Yeah, in like... Return. And yeah, then... they ask, like... So, he says, like, oh, well, I, I would like one of your men. And then Kirk's like, well, we could probably do that. And then looks at Bailey like side eye sort of, and Bailey's like, "Oh me, I want to do it." And then the dude's like, "Yeah, it, smile." Yeah, Baylock is like, "Oh yeah, I, I just want the best of the best." And then he's like, "Well, that's not me, sir. I'll yeah. make a lot of mistakes." <laughs> <laughs> and then Kirk's like, "Yeah, but that's how you learn about us, right? Isn't that super cool that like this kid's gonna fuck up? This kid who just broke down on my deck because he had to follow orders? Um, he's your problem now." <laughs> feels like he was like uh this is the this is our best of the best <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. just ditch yes. this kid with you because i don't i don't really want him anymore yeah i can't i don't feel yeah. like dealing with this i'm yeah. sorry i just don't know thank you and we get another ridiculous big laugh out of the child monster and 
um then he like he grabs uh kirk's hand and he's like let me give you a tour and he's like we're very much alike captain we're both so proud of our ships and then they like go on this tour of his spaceship and that's the end of the episode guys and then he and then he says we're so proud of our ships like it it is that part is reiterated for some weird reason which i didn't understand either time and then that's the end i don't it, it doesn't make sense nothing makes sense Supplemental log. So, Sarah, it, we are um, very drunk right now. Sarah did some research because we did not understand what was happening and why IMDb loved this episode. But she found some reviews. She found some things that people had said. And it turns out her instincts were totally right about how it was an earlier episode than it aired. And uh, Sarah, take it away. Well, I I don't know how necessarily true this is, but it makes a lot more sense. One of the reviews on IMDb says this is technically the first episode filmed after the second pilot where no man has gone before. And so they say it comes across as mostly experimental, which I think is why Carrie and I weren't feeling it. Like we're pretty established in what we're used to in in the original series now. And this was not it. And, and, but we had both, like, I pointed out, I thought that, like, the camera work was really different. Uh, the music yeah. that they did was way more than they do in the episodes that we've seen. Like, there was so much drama music, and that's like they were filling the tense moments, quote unquote, with dramatic music. It def- it seemed way offbeat from what we had been used to. So, and now we kind of know why. And I also, I think I forgot to mention, and this, this probably isn't important, but the name of the episode, the Corbamite, like, maneuver, I don't, like, it doesn't make sense because that maneuver didn't save them in any way. Like, uh, it was not well, important. It, like, it stopped them from being immediately blown up at 10 minutes. But they wouldn't have been blown up. But they didn't know that. I know, but like, what is like? They make it sound like that's like the most imp- the the most important part of this episode yeah. is that maneuver and it the saving it grace. You might as well have called it phaser coffee because it had just as much of an influence on what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, oh, this episode phaser coffee. Phaser coffee. Dietary salad. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're so right. All of this and so, like, I don't know, maybe the real Corbamite maneuver was what Balak pulled on them by not yeah. having actually been a threatening alien life form, which is, it's fucked up. Like, that's a fucked up thing to do to, like, an entire is, crew of people. That's far more interesting than what we just witnessed. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to allow, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow so, it. Yeah, I'll allow it. So we yeah. just really wanted to come back and like add that in before Soberest close us out about how bad this episode was. Yeah. It was so bad. It, was, it still wasn't good, guys. But now we know why it wasn't yeah. good. So All right. Sober uh, Carrie and Sarah, take it away. Hey, buddies. It's uh, Sober Sarah and Carrie again. And uh, we just wanted to thank you for sticking with us through that very grueling episode. Of something we um, 
we did we did not even want to watch it the second time it was like we forgot to invite craig into our channel we forgot to do all of our <laughs> stuff because we were just like let's get it over with let's like, watch this the second time since we have to yeah, that's yeah, our it, job he, he threw off our whole routine because <sighs> this episode's so bad yeah but so i think it's a testament if if this turns out to be good because sarah and I both feel the ones that we've liked the least have turned out to be pretty good podcasts because we have a lot to say when we're mad at something, I guess. Truth. So there's a very good possibility this was a great episode. That'd be super cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we, we appreciate that you guys made it through because if it's not a great podcast and it's as boring as the episode was, I'm very sorry. Yeah, but also that means you like us anyhow. Thank Which is you. Kind. Yeah, we probably don't deserve that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. Okay. Live live long and prosper.